Hello and welcome to The Joel Bind Show. We've been placing the spotlight on the depths of our relationship to our parents, the the light and playful topic of questioning our parents, and I hope that was a valuable series for you. And now let's shift the spotlight to the school system and the difference between school and education. So these two pillars, you know, parenting and education or school versus education, right? This The school system and the parenting system. These are the two systems in which we grow up in this culture where we experience this deference to authority. Now, it doesn't need to be like that in terms of our relationship to adults growing up. We can have healthy, respectful relationships with adults, with both adults who are our parents as well as adults who may guide us as educators, right, who may guide us on our learning path. And we'll get into that today, but yeah, big picture here where we're we're seeking to to create new paradigms for humanity here where we're creating playful, wholesome, honest, compassionate, respectful, sovereign, free, loving paradigms based on consent, then it behooves us, right? Behooves, one of my favorite words in the English language. <laughs> it behooves us to look at these institutions, these these pillars of conventional parenting, conventional schooling, because these were for essentially all of us, the main two pillars, main two institutions growing up that essentially taught us how the world worked. At least that's what we were taught to believe that the world worked a certain way. And so that's the conditioning where our mind wasn't truly nurtured to to think for itself and to decipher and ascertain and understand how concepts work and how reality works on our own using logic and reason and discernment and really understanding truth versus false on our own. Basically, it was hoisted upon us. It was instilled into us. We were told, this is how it is. So let's spotlight this school system specifically. And if we can get clarity on this and start to conceive of new paradigms in education and begin to spread that to more people and to question if we have kids ourselves, you know, to ask, how can I take an empowered approach to nurturing my child's experience with learning in a healthy way and finding new paradigms and new options creatively for my child outside of these conventional systems. And then we can begin to build this new world that is possible for humans if we, if we choose to create it, if we choose to, to say we're going to return, we're going to create a paradigm of respect of children, then the the future begins to brighten. As children are respected on this planet, their will, their autonomy, their freedom, their choice, 
their natural curiosity and creativity, as children are respected on this planet, that is when we begin to positively spiral as a species. So school versus education. This is a topic that's just my wheelhouse, y'all. Like, I love this topic. And perhaps even more so, in a sense, than the parenting topic, it fires me up. This is when I was about 19, I was just a little tidbit of my story here. I was getting a degree in education, getting trained, getting certified to enter the K through 12 school system and become that educator in that system. And my natural, curious, wholesome, whole self mind was asking questions, was beginning to ask questions at that phase of my life, asking what is education and how are the, what are the optimal ways for children to learn? And once I started asking that question, the answer came pretty quickly, which is the optimal way for children to learn is to understand knowledge with their own independent mind. If there's any outside force telling them this is the information that you need to know and believe us just because we said so, believe us because we are the teacher, that's on education. That's on education. Education starts from within. So one of the earliest quotes that I was inspired by was the quote that education is not the filling of a vessel, but the kindling of a flame. To recognize that the natural curiosity and desire to understand, to, to have clarity about the world, is innate in human beings. And when other forces, when other human beings, adults, try to instill and install information, right, to fill up that vessel to pour information into the brain, that's not education. That's not education. Because it's essentially violating the natural curiosity and will to gain clarity about things that is innate in, in that child, right? A child is born curious, creative, entrepreneurial, trying to understand things, trying to solve, trying to, to create and build and be innovative and and it gets schooled out of them. It gets schooled out of them. And this is the difference between school and education. Education is, the, the root of that word is to draw out, drawing out knowledge. So it's not to say that there's no place for an adult and a guide to support the, the learning of the child, right? There can be, guidance and mentorship and there's place for for leadership right the question is is that leader respecting the autonomy and the mind of the child to think for himself and to choose for himself so much in our culture is predicated on a premise that you need to believe believe what someone's telling you like there's we're in a culture just just like zoom out like at large, we're in a culture where advice is everywhere. <laughs> advice is everywhere. And prescriptions and how-tos, 
This is everywhere. Because we have been trained since we are five years old to look up to the, the authority or the expert on how and what to do, how and what to think. There's a term in the education, there's a, there's a jargon in the education world called, it's just called direct instruction. In the, that teachers will, that's one form of, of teaching that teachers take on. It's the most common form. It's direct instruction. It's pretty self, self-explanatory where you just are telling the children, this is what to do. This is how to do it. This is the information. And there's not, it's not that there's no value in that. Again, the question is the premise the premise. So let's get to that. The premise of the school system is compulsion. The the premise of the school system from its foundation is coercion and compulsion. So there's an entire premise that the child must attend the school and must be there. This is, we're just, we're, we're talking about conventional government public school primarily, but you know, the vast majority of conventional private schools also essentially mirror mirror this format and it's the it's the the standard approach that's rampant in the culture still it's beginning to change it's be, it's been shifting the past few years more and more people are taking their kids out of these institutions which is a healthy sign there's more and more options which we'll we'll talk about in this series here but the premise of these conventional systems is compulsion and coercion you must attend school. Now you could say there's 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 technically like the there is freedom for in, in different in different states, but like the again there's options. It's not impossible to pull your kid out of school, and the compulsory attendance laws are not necessarily 100% airtight, right? But that's not the point. The point is like there are these laws at all compulsory attendance. And even more importantly, the, the broader cultural narrative is unconsciously just you need to send your kid to school. And even more importantly, the child himself, the child herself, is not given the option. That's what really matters to you, the psychology and the actual dynamic for the five-year-old. Is that five-year-old given the choice and actually is there a healthy conversation asking if that child would like to go to this school? And the answer for almost everyone is no. The, the answer for almost everyone is when you were five, you went to school as an automatic next step. Your choice, your need for choice and consideration and respect and autonomy was not nurtured. So this is the premise, compulsory attendance. And of course, the, the, the government system is, is also funded on compulsion and coercion because it's funded on property taxes. Which as we got into in the questioning your parents series, we 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 can see that taxation is not consensual. It's not it's not the same as a free market where businesses seek to delight customers who are choosing where to put their funds. So the funds that are funding these school systems are compulsory and coercive and non consensual. And so therefore the incentive structure of the entire school system is monopolistic and there is not an incentive to serve customers. There's not an incentive to serve customers because there are no customers. There's just mandatory taxation. This is the essence of the system. 
Now again, you could you could you could write to me and say, here's this like subtle exception here, and like there's 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 this charter school or this voucher or there's this uh, workaround here and loophole there. And the essence of the system is that the, it's funded through coercion, course of taxation, right? And it's predicated on compulsory attendance. If we remove those two elements, then these schools wouldn't exist. They wouldn't exist in every zip code, right? It'd be a completely different paradigm. So that's the premises we need to check first and foremost. What is the atmosphere in this in this environment? Oh, it's one of compulsion. There's not a freedom to, to leave. There's not an invitation for the child. Oh, if you're not liking this, then you can go and, and go somewhere else. There's other options. So this is a healthy premise to check that even a lot of the most radical people who are talking about questioning the systems, even the, the, the Ken Robinsons, the Alfie Cones, who have questioned the dynamics of this system, they're not questioning the compulsory attendance directly. And so someone like Alfie Cohn, who's, who's excellent, who's wrote this several excellent books, including Unconditional Parenting and Punished by Rewards, he talks about in Punished by Rewards, like, okay, let's, let's completely eradicate grades, let's completely eradicate extrinsic motivation. But he's not talking about the extrinsic motivation that is the compulsory attendance in the first place. So this brings me to a point that it's not possible to actually reform these school systems. The, the very essence of the school system is compulsion and coercion. So we need to completely abolish these systems and create new paradigms based on freedom and consent. And that's how we create a new, healthy world. So let's, let's really just get clear about these, these premises and foundations. And then how does that scale up into the actual atmosphere and culture and dynamics happening in these school systems for kids? Now, on the surface, there's, there's learning that's ostensibly happening. There are opportunities to learn to write and to read and to learn about the dinosaurs or to learn about this historical event or to learn about this science, this, this topic in science or whatever the case may be. That's the, the narrative that's presented. There is information. And at the same time, there's implicit lessons. So John Taylor Gatto, who wrote The Underground History of American Education, who's an incredibly prolific historian and longtime public school teacher in New York who won the 1991 New York State Teacher of the Year award and then subsequently quit and wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal exclaiming that he could no longer stay in the system because he could no longer hurt children and proceeded to become a prolific author about the history of the public school system and perhaps more importantly, the actual dynamics of that system and the hidden lessons, as he called them, the hidden lessons of compulsory school. And those primary lessons are obedience, conformity, and apathy. The hidden lesson, the primary hidden lesson in school, underneath all the, the facts and information and even the fun that's happening on occasion, is that you need to obey, that you need to obey. This happens in day one. 
day one of kindergarten, the horse's back begins to break. Not the back. I guess the metaphor is uh, like you break a horse in, right? You break the horse to, to, to domesticate the horse, right? A wild horse needs to be domesticated to become well-trained, to become that thoroughbred in horse racing, right? Day one of kindergarten, the children, the children's will is broken. Maybe not entirely, but the day one, we begin to break the child's will. We begin to say, fall in line, stand in line straight, sit where you're supposed to sit, and listen to the teacher and raise your hand to speak. Day fucking one. Excuse my French. But this fires me up because this is tragic and begins the process of this conditioning and this system that happens for 15,000 hours over 12 plus years. 15,000 hours of this hidden lesson of obedience. The curious, creative, delightful child asking why, 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 why. You see a three-year-old, a child asking why, 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 why is the sky blue, why everything. And that school system starts to squelch the inquisitive nature of that child by saying, fall into line. It's covert. Sometimes it's overt. It's often covert. It's often couched in the, you know, elementary schools can be, there, there can be a surface level atmosphere of fun and, and lightness, right? There is some play, even playful things that happen. But underneath it all is you need to listen to the teacher. It's the hidden lesson. Raise your hand to speak, get permission to go to the bathroom, do your homework, do what you're supposed to do, don't talk back, sit still, and learn what you're supposed to learn. Just get a little emotional talking about it because to these innocent children with all this life inside of them begins to diminish. I've seen it firsthand because I've worked in that system. And I'll share more of my story as this podcast goes on. But I have been a teacher at every level from kindergarten through graduate school. Every single grade. And what I have seen, especially at the K through 12, is that every single year, the life diminishes more and more from that, from that young person. The kindergartners have so much life and they're excited, but they begin to absorb that hidden lesson of obedience, which then turns into conformity and apathy. And the inquisitive nature, the delight for learning, fades every year. So this confronting this truth is what is the invitation for us as a culture to ask ourselves, can I raise consciousness about this nature of compulsion versus choice. Respect of the child's will versus aggressing on the child's will. Demanding versus requesting. When we look at this and we integrate this energy, we begin to birth new paradigms. But we need to actually look at what, what is this system? What is this system? So we could go more into the issues with school system, but I think actually most people know what those issues are. Those, those remaining issues. Oh, there's, you know, they're not teaching financial literacy. They're not teaching emotional intelligence. They're not teaching 
actual adult skills. They're only teaching these six subjects that aren't applicable to the real world. There's not enough creativity. There's not enough playtime. There's not enough recess. There's age segregation. There's all these completely ridiculous things happening. But everyone knows that. I think everyone knows these things. You know, I mean, everyone knows these things pretty clearly that the school system's effed up. Even the people who advocate for the school system know the school system's effed up. What I want to highlight is the foundations, hidden lessons, and the premises, right? And we're getting like we can get into more of the psychological dynamics, but which is which is key that the, the child is not the child's mind is not just nurtured to try to make sense of, of things on her own, right? Because of this, this philosophy that education is a feeling of a vessel, not nurturing the curiosity. We're just getting out of the way. The curiosity of the child is innate. We don't need to, do, to really do anything as adults. We just need to get out of the way and not squelch the flame. Not squelch the flame. So um, to close here, I'd like to read a little, I guess, poem is, is one way to put it. Um, this is from my, my short book called Do It Now, a finished book that I wrote a couple years ago. And there's just this one, it's sort of a series of vignettes and short little chapters slash vignettes slash poems. And this one is called School vs. Education. School sucks. Education is bliss. School is compulsory. Education is voluntary. School teaches you what and how to think. Education is thinking on your own. School is about obedience. Education is about freedom. School is about work. Education is about play. School is learning for grades. Education is learning for joy. School is about just-in-case knowledge. Education is about just-in-time knowledge. School is a top-down domination system. Education is a bottom-up non-system. School is standardized. Education is as individualized as a fingerprint. School is making you do things. Education is doing things you choose. So that need for choice, right, is this premise. When the child has an invitation and opportunity to choose what he or she learns is when education begins to take place to follow the curiosity and interests that are speaking to that child. Now, of course, the, the adults in that child's life have the opportunity to cultivate an atmosphere and an environment that nurtures curiosity. We don't need to be in a void in a vacuum in a, a house of emptiness and no, no resources or, or books or experiences to stimulate the child's mind, right? The question is, are we respecting and following the child's curiosity ourselves as, as leaders, right? To recognize the child has his own will and his own interests and curiosity that, that are the, the essence of education. How can we actually draw that out, right? Actually educate is to be that guide on the side perhaps and ask, hey, what are you interested in? Or here, here's this thing that I'm interested in. Is that interesting to you? Or... There's so many things we could talk about, about the role of the, the parent or other adults in the child's educational experience and journey. By the end of the day, learning is simply living. Learning is not this compartment and this place you go to, to or, in order to learn things in this structured way. 
it could be you could be a, a place you go to to learn things in a structured way and you could go to go could go and sit down and and listen to lectures while sitting in a chair of next to other people sitting in chairs that's totally possible the question is are you voluntarily choosing to do that thing and are you voluntarily choosing because you are interested right are you interested that is the essence of true education thanks so much for listening